Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long, we're talking to some leadership powerhouses that help us, you know, be the best we possibly can be. Now, my guest today is going to have a unique perspective on this, but let me ask you some questions first. What do you think a division one athlete, a drug dealer, husband, pastor, father, founder of a coaching company have in common? Well, they were all stages of life for our guest, Kyle Sullivan. He founded a company called Unleash the Champ. And his goal with this is to create really powerful coaching experiences, not just for anybody, but for successful people. The, those that are in leadership, the ones that want to discover the inner champion within them and figure out how to do that and be the best they can be without sacrificing the things that most matter most in their lives. Now, he has more than 10 years of organizational leadership and team development. He's led thousands of people. Plus, he has pretty much his own growing desire to learn it all, as he says. And he strives to inspire people everywhere to unlock the cages they are in to unleash the champ within. I love it. So joining me today is Kyle. Thank you so much for being my guest. Absolutely, Michael. I am so excited for this conversation and uh, just super honored to be here. Yes. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> you got a pretty interesting background and I hit some of the highlights in your bio, but tell us a little bit in your own words about you and your business and how you help your clients to shock their potential. Yeah, it is a uh when I hear it all laid out, I go, man, I, I've been through some stuff. Uh, <laughs> some of it is by my own choices and others is just life and, and how it happens to us. Uh, but I started the company July of last year. So at the point of <laughs> we're recording this and at an air, I'll be, I'll be a year into it. And I launched it in the middle of a pandemic. And so it was really, I, I joke that my, my journey to entrepreneurship started unofficially October 5th, 2019 at 1247 a.m. when I held my daughter for the first time. Aww. And when I held Miss Piper Grace Sullivan, I knew everything had changed. Oh, yes. And at the time, I was a pastor and had been for 11 years at really large churches that had a lot of impact, a lot of influence. And I knew something that was true to me. I wanted to be present in time and not just give presence of things. Mm -hmm. I had no clue how that was going to happen. Uh. And so I kind of just put it in the back burner and everything like that. Then the thing we all experienced, the pandemic happened. Mm -hmm. And I believe that with disruption allows for reflection. Mm. And my daughter at the time was about four and a half months old. I start working from home. My wife starts working from home, which the world did. Yeah. And I tell you, Michael, I, I just saw all the milestones in my daughter's life. 
And when our staff made the decision to go back into the office, I felt it so strongly, two words, it's time. Yeah. And I honestly was like, it's time for what, Jesus? Um, (laughs) It's time for lunch. It's time to go for a drive. No, it's time. And my wife is incredible. But she's also probably one of the most risk adverse people that I've ever met, which is great for me because I will jump off a cliff and just throw me the parachute and I'll see if I catch it. Yeah. And she said, you know what, Kyle, when I told her, hey, I I got this idea for this coaching company and I think I want to go for it. She got a smirk on her face Mm. and said, you know, Kyle, I think you may be the last person to realize what you should be doing. Oh, oh. That's lovely. I said, well, hello, let's go. <laughs> it's time. And, and that that was the confirmation. And uh, so, yeah, July 1st, stepped off of 11 years being a pastor. And I was 51% sure that this would work. <laughs> and that was all I needed. I love your honesty with that. I'm 51% and that tilts it over the other side. That's right. It tips the scale. <laughs> and when the scale tips, we got to jump. Uh-huh. I love that. Um, you know, a lot of my followers, it's interesting because the, the followers of my podcast have changed dramatically over the last year. And I actually took a year off of the podcast. And prior to that year, most of my followers were kind of like mid-level sales managers, leaders, mid-career, you know, and many of them had an entrepreneurial side gig, you know, so a little bit of a side hustle hoping. Um, This year, as we relaunched, we, my following has shifted dramatically to a lot of entrepreneurs and some of them are the same people, you know, some of the ones that were still following me before, but now they've done that. They've made that leap. And I love your story because there are so many people listening right now who are going, all right, what's the sign I'm waiting for? You know, what's that voice that I'm waiting for to tell me to jump? And I think it has a little bit to do with, you know, I maybe, you know, talk a little bit more about the concept of unleash the champ, because I mean, in order to make those jumps, sometimes we have to find that fighter within us because we know that there's going to be some battles you got to face to do it. Yeah. So the pillars of unleash the champ deal with your calling, Mm -hmm. your heart, your altitude, your mindset and your performance. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody is sitting in that place of, man, can I go here? Should I do this? It's okay. Do you have a clear calling? Mm -hmm. And that could be, but could not be what you're currently doing. Yeah. And I'll be honest. I, I loved being a pastor. I loved working in ministry and all of the experiences that I got to have, the thousands of people that I got to lead. And it really made no sense for me to leave. Right. But I knew there was something much like what you just said about your followers and your listeners that said, I think I got to go for this. Yeah. I think, and again, the pandemic shocked all of us to see how, um, how quickly our worlds can crumble. Mm-hmm. And the willingness to go, you know what? We got one life. Yeah. And my definition of success is getting to the end of my life with as little what ifs as possible. Oh, very good. Like, 
I don't want to get to the end of my life and go, man, what if I had done this? Yeah. And really, like I mentioned earlier, I don't want to look at my daughter when she has a decision between something that's safe and secure and something that she thinks could work. I don't want to have to talk from an ethereal place like, oh, no, you should go for your dreams. Yeah. And she looks at me and goes, but dad, you didn't. Ooh. <laughs> I yeah, never you know, want to yeah. have that conversation with my kids. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, sometimes it's hard for me to, you know, my son is 30. And uh, so it's interesting now because he, you know, I mean, he knows what I do now. And, and I haven't done this always. I mean, I've worked traditional jobs, but I've also been a serial entrepreneur. But it's, it's interesting that right now he's really seeing me for what I am and what I'm doing. And there were some things that I um, was, you know, I don't do a lot on Facebook that's about my business unless it's through our Facebook business account. But I put something out there to my all my friends and I said, hey, by the way, I would love it if you guys, you know, you know, be, be interested in this. I think it was probably something on my YouTube channel. And my son made the most incredible post. And he just pushed it out there and said, you know, my mom is rocking it and she's such a great, co you know, leadership sales trainer. And, you know, she's doing this incredible stuff and you need to watch this video. And I about cried because I was like, wow, you get it. And you're proud of me. <laughs> right. I can't wait for that moment. And I mean, even now my daughter is 19 months old. Mm -hmm. she's sometimes in the room when I'm on calls and I'm talking to people. And just a couple of weeks ago, you know, I think the environment we, we raise our kids in is important. The other couple of weeks, she just randomly, randomly in air quotes started saying business marketing. And so now our funny joke is like, how does daddy make money? And she'll say sales call. Oh, warms my freaking heart brings a tear to my eye it's like she she as as little as her understanding is understands that like this is daddy's office and yeah. and he's doing stuff yeah and yeah. and so it's it's super fun I love hearing that about your son and I can't wait um I can't wait because I don't want her to be 30 um <laughs> I think she's gonna hit there before. Well, it actually also reminded me of somebody I interviewed for the podcast several months ago, and I, I gotta think of her name, but she teaches families how to become entrepreneurs together. So, you know, she's like, if you're gonna be an entrepreneur and you're, you know, there's both of you, teach your kids to be a part of it, you know, have a part that's, you know, an arm of it that's gonna be a nonprofit arm or whatever, but get them involved so they not only understand what you're doing, but you you can teach them some of these lessons, whether they choose to be entrepreneurs or not. And I was like, that's fantastic. I mean, how many people, you know, are we're, are small business owners today and entrepreneurs today, but are just figuring it out all their own. But if they would have had, you know, a parent, I mean, my dad was an entrepreneur. He owned a gas station, but I never asked him about it. I never thought about it, you know, and now I'm thinking what a great way to help our kids be ready for the changing world. Absolutely. And I, I just think, I mean, people are going into entrepreneurship. They're taking bets on themselves at a rate yeah. that has never been seen before. Yeah. And I think some of it is like, I'm a millennial and I think some of it is our generation of like, you know, we don't want to be held down. We want to create life by design, but it's, it's producing some really beautiful things in the marketplace. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick break, Kyle, and hear from our sponsor and we will be right back. 
Imagine starting a long journey without a map or even a clear idea of the obstacles ahead. That's exactly what it's like for entrepreneurs who start companies with a lot of passion, but without the financial expertise to grow and scale their businesses and create long-term wealth for their families. Find a financial advisor who can help you map a better journey. Wayne Titus shows you how in his book, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Well-Being. With the right advisor at your side, you'll have the freedom to focus on what really matters to you. Get The Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Well-Being at Amazon.com and in the virtual bookstore on the Shock Your Potential app. And we are back with Kyle Sullivan, and we are talking about all things about unleashing the champ uh, with his business and kind of the the, cha- the challenges and, that he undertook to uh, to make this new uh, endeavor in his world, personally and professionally. But, you know, all month long, I am talking to all of us about how we can be better leaders. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, we're, we not only learned a lot through, you know, stay at home and remote work, and some people are still there, some people aren't, but regardless, I think the way we lead, we have a great opportunity to learn from at, during this time and continue to make ourselves better. So what are some of the tips that you share with leaders to help them and to help us become better leaders ourselves? Yeah, so I think it has to start with every person that I've ever gotten to lead. I say, if you don't remember anything else I say from the entire time that we work together, we serve together, we're in community together, it doesn't matter. I need you to understand seven words. That's it. Seven words. I trust you. I believe in you. Ooh, good. I like that. That's it. Talk more about that. So we live in a society where trust has to be earned. Mm. And I just think that's BS. We are already placing people at a deficit. And if we are hiring somebody and we're bringing them onto the team, or, you know, I worked with volunteers in in ministry, like if we're inviting them to our team, however that goes, paid, non-paid, volunteer, whatever, and they got to earn our trust, they don't need to be on the team anyway. Ah, true. Why would you make the decision if you didn't trust them in the beginning? (laughs) Right. You are setting them up at a deficit and you condition yourself to look for things to confirm your bias. Mm. And so I trust you. Mm. Second is I believe in you. Yeah. If my favorite response to a question somebody would ask me as their leader, my favorite response Again, two words, you decide. Mm-hmm. Well, what if I make the wrong decision? That's fine. Yep. We'll coach through it. Hey, should I do this or this? You decide. And people initially, because we're used to people just telling us what to do and barking orders and top-down leadership and all this stuff, it was very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. But I would say, look, if you have questions, come to me. If you want me to watch you do it, come to me. I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be looking. I'm walking with the, we're side by side, not top down. Right. And so I believe in you. Again, that goes with the trust, but it's, hey, I believe that you will make the right decision based on where you're at right now in your development, in your leadership, in your ability And we're going to coach the absolute best out of you. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, 
I trust you. I believe in you and you decide. Yeah. I be- I'm very much the same belief system. My very first book is called Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions to Get the Most Out of Your Employees. Because it's really about, well, what do you think? What do you think you should do? You know, tell me, I want to learn how your brain works. I want to learn, you know, and if you really are stuck, I'll help you. Right. But if you're not, and you're just afraid that you need my permission, then I don't want you to sit there in that, in that realm because you won't grow and I won't get more done. <laughs> right. Right. One of my, it became humorous as I led teams over the years that my favorite phrase to start any kind of like, if it was going to be a coaching conversation or a correction or just a uh, information conversation. So help me, help me understand mm-hmm. because I believe that in this, I do personally, professionally, I, I come from a stance of humility saying, if this decision was made, Obviously, there's information I don't know that impacted this decision. Right. And so I come at a place of going, okay, I have my preference. I have my bias. We all do. But help me understand how you got here. Yeah. And then from there, it again draws out that it affirms that trust. It affirms that belief. It affirms that I'm not just saying you decide, but then I really am going to correct you and tell you how to do it. It's, hey, help me understand. Yeah. That's one of the most disarming questions a leader can ask that allows them to improve their leadership because it comes from a place, again, of going, hey, I'm with you. I believe in you. I trust you. Your decision is good. Now let's talk about it. Right. Right. Absolutely. And I, and it is so powerful. You know, I think even the the second statement that you make, I believe in you is not, I mean, that has so much positive power. And I think it's even more powerful than I trust you because I believe in you says, I, I know you're going to make some wrong choices. I know you're going to screw. I always say to everybody, look, I screw 17 things up before breakfast. Who does that? I do that. You know, so who cares if we mess some things up? I, I always laugh with my team. I say, there's only three things that will be mistakes that, you know, I'm like, nothing should burn down. You know, no one should go to jail. No one should die. You know, those things are bad. <laughs> right. Absolutely. The rest, them, the rest of them we can recover from. So, you know, let's figure out how to do it together. And they laugh, but I, I try and get that to, to say, I believe in you that you're going to, you're going to make some right decisions. You're going to make some wrong decisions, but that's okay. I, I believe that you can do it. Let's get you to that point. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's what makes leaders incredible the tension is getting a leader to embody that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Because, because typically leaders get to places of, of high level executive management areas because they did it all. Mm-hmm. And they were there early. They stayed late. They did more than anybody else. And that was what was affirmed. That was what was because in leadership, we what gets celebrated gets repeated. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you create a culture that, and then those people rise up in leadership and then you come with a way of going like, Hey, you can't do the same things that you did to get here. Mm-hmm. Like what got you here isn't going to get you there. Right. It's a hard thing for a leader to go, Oh, I've got a, I'm close handed. Now I have to start opening my hand and it's going to be messy but they have to remember it was once messy with me. Right, exactly. 
Exactly. And it's really important that that sense. I actually um, do a lot of uh, speaking and training on what you just described with salespeople, because a lot of times salespeople who become such great salespeople, at some point in time, they want to become in management. They want to become a leader. And first, I always say, look, I'm just going to tell you, most sales managers are not, do not make as much as their salespeople. And they definitely don't make as much as their best salespeople. So if you think you're going to go into this to get a raise, <laughs> forget that one. Right. <laughs> but the second thing is, is if you got here because you were a great individual contributor, then the challenges you face leading are going to be greater because now you need to lead other people to become individual or team contributors. And you have to learn how to guide them, not do it on your own back, because that's how people burn themselves out really, really quickly. Yeah. That you just described me and my leadership journey. Mm. When I first got into leadership, I was leading people. I was a bulldozer mm -hmm. because I had always done everything. I had it my way. I was uh, I don't know if your listeners are into Myers-Briggs, like I'm an extreme ESTJ. Uh, <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. And thank God that the, the point I got to start leading people was also the point I got married because mm -hmm. my wife is the exact opposite of me. INFP. <laughs> right. And people that know what we're talking about in this segment are like, yeah. Oh, the opposites oh, really yeah. do attract. Yes, they do. Yeah, no kidding. And I would tell her, we'd be having dinner and oh, I'm going to say this and this and this is what they did. She's like, you sound like an a-hole. You're really <laughs> going to tell them that? Why would you do well, that? Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, please, please don't. Be because if you run people off, that means you got to work more. And I really, I really yeah. like seeing you. Yeah. And so, but that was, as I learned more about emotional intelligence and, and that as I grew in leadership, my preferences had to be, had to be diminished for the productivity of the team. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the fact that she's like, please don't say that. Please, please don't. <laughs> right. She's like, I would, I would cry. Yeah. And I'm like, what are tears? That's how I was <laughs> early in leadership. Like, again, extreme ESTJ. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people that understand that. And again, to your point, you know, I can't remember exactly the words you use, but something about, you know, what, what gets, oh, you, what do you say? Something yeah, that gets So celebrated. what gets celebrated gets repeated. That way, what, get, what gets celebrated gets repeated. Absolutely. And there are people that rise in leadership because of that, because they deliver results, even when they leave a trail of dead bodies behind them. Right. Success covers a multitude of sins. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, I get it. My goodness. I'll tell you, Kyle, I could, um, I could talk with you forever because I love, I love your um, honesty and I love your enthusiasm. Um, and before we, you know, get no, near the end though, I do want to ask you, you know, with your coaching program and how you coach people when they come to you, you know, how, what kind of, are they coming because they're like, I've hit a road? Are they saying, Hey, I don't know where to go from here. You know, what kind of people show up on your door and say, okay, I'm ready to work with you. Cause I know I need to unleash this champ. Yeah. So most of the people that I work with have solved the money problem, mm -hmm. but what they haven't solved is the sacrifices that it took to get that success. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes when people have incredible success professionally, if you peel back the layers of the onion, 
relationally, mm-hmm. emotionally, personally, spiritually. Yep. They're not, they're not in a good place. Yeah. And what's interesting about how I get to coach is I have the leverage of being a pastor for 11 years. But what I realized is that these executives and these business owners, entrepreneurs that have this incredible success would never actually go to their pastor and say something's wrong. Right, right. Because you don't want to let the facade go. Exactly. And so I hold space for leaders to take the mask off. Like one of the guys is an executive in an energy company. And, and, you know, I, first time I was, I just felt something in my spirit. And as, again, that's the way I coach is through my intuition. How are you doing? Mm. Michael, you start crying. Oh yeah. Leads, you know, a couple hundred people. So many people report to him. Yeah. said, I couldn't tell you the last time someone asked me that. Oh boy. And so really my style of coaching is, Hey, I'm going to hold space. We're going to set goals. It is performance-based. I mean, that's one of the pillars, Yep. but really I want you to understand that when we get these other areas in alignment, it will affect your bottom line Yeah. because it, you will lead yourself better. You'll lead your team better. You'll lead your company better. Mm-hmm. And so being able to come in and either work with the individual to unleash the champ or work with organizations to unleash what they champion. And so a lot of times teams are so siloed. Yep. And so bringing teams from siloed to synergy through personal development, through team building, through leadership development training, that's another piece that's really exciting because I get to work with the leadership team, but then it trickles down. And so that's also really fun. I love that. Yeah. And when, when you change the leader, you change an organization. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Again, we're going to have all your contact information on the show notes, but just in case somebody wants to look you up right now, because they're like, I think this is the guy I need to work with. What's the best way for them to find you? Yeah, it is super easy. So my website is Mm kylejsullivan.com. My email, kyle at kylejsullivan.com. And I'm most active on social through Instagram at Kyle J. Sullivan. Very good. Well, before we go, Kyle J. Sullivan, do you uh, have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing that's important to leaders to understand is that you're you're not as important as you think you are, Mm. but you're also more important than you think you are. Ah. And so it's understanding that dichotomy of going, hey, like, you're not as important as you think you are. You're, you don't have to be the person that gets all the credit. In fact, in leadership, when things go bad, you're a mirror. When things go great, you're a window. Mm-hmm. But you're also more important than you think you are, because as a leader, sometimes we can get in our heads and think, ah, you know, this place would be OK without me. If you're a leader, you're there by choice. You're there by design. You're there on purpose for a purpose. So walk and live out of that so that you can unleash the champ. I love it. I love it. Kyle, this is great. Very motivating and uh, and a great um, opportunity for people to remember what's important. So thank you so much for being a guest today. You were absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This was a phenomenal conversation. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. 
Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.